What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast Chat Hazard. I'm your host, Fat Hazard, with Ryuriku, and we're back with another episode. This time, we're talking about one of my personal favorite animes called Gurren Lagan. Matt, say hi. Hi. I was trying to think of something to say from the show, like, uh, don't believe in the me that believes in you. Believe in the me that believes in this podcast. <laughs> eh? Perfect. Eh? Perfect. Eh? All right, so I have been a huge fan of this anime essentially since it came out. I didn't. It originally, I think, debuted in two thousand and six here in the states. Was it two thousand six? Yeah, it's an old anime. Let's see. Let me, let me pull me Two thousand seven, actually. Old Wikipedia for the our fact checking here. It's two thousand seven. Um, Is it? Okay. Yeah, and I didn't watch it until two thousand and nine. Uh, not to put too many beans out there or to gain any sympathy, but in 2009, I had lost my father and I had started watching this anime not long after. And for people who have seen this anime, uh, it huh. kind of, yeah, yeah, it'll definitely touch on some nerves and pull yeah. some heartstrings that it, uh, may not have been expecting. <laughs> it definitely guided me back towards the light, so to speak, um, from that dark place. And uh, it will forever be one of my favorites because of that. And also because it's just a fantastic anime, in my opinion. Matt, I know you just recently watched it and just came off of it. Uh, and I saw your. Like ten minutes ago, I just. <laughs> the last episode. Yeah, so you're really fresh off of it. How do you feel? <laughs> it was. I. So. Uh, you know, the, like all the, the kind of backstory of this, you know, where, you know, it's made by the same uh, folks that made uh, Holy Cooley and Neon Genesis Evangelion and, and a bunch of those, uh, the Gainax things. Definitely feel the DNA, which, yeah, I know that's a theme in this here, the, uh, running the show. And uh, it's it's really good. Like, yeah. That's just like, you know, kind of my baseline simple. Like, there are a couple of things that we'll get into that, you know, I wasn't super big on, but, you know, we'll we'll get there in a little bit yeah uh i think i kind of have an idea of what maybe you might be not super big on but uh again we'll touch on that here in a bit but uh i guess overall let's talk about like your initial impression uh is this something just no rating just yet would you recommend would you tell people to pass on what do you think i would so if someone they came into this without having watched uh, either a other like mecha anime or um you know like adventure space things i'd say this isn't the first one to go with mm -hmm. but if you have at least a little bit of like knowledge on it, because this is kind of like one of those that kind of uh is like a subversion of those so you kind of get you gain a little more if you've already like kind of know what what you think to expect so mm -hmm. i would say recommend if you if you already have some uh, familiarity with the genre otherwise i'd say come back to this later on but i recommend it on the whole okay so yeah I'm, I'm a little bit opposite of that i recommend it no matter what like whether you're starting out with anime or i think this anime is a good place to start just in general whether you're into mm -hmm. mecha or not because for me it has everything kind of packed into it and yeah it's a bit of a subversion of the mecha genre which is why i ended up liking it so much but it also for me brought just so much to the table just in general that yeah. uh, I I would recommend you watch it um, if you okay well maybe not as your first introduction into anime uh, if you've literally never seen anime I definitely would not recommend this yet like I said it, this is one of those I would say definitely watch it but not right away if you don't have uh, at least a little bit of like a like a grasp on some of the some of the, the usual anime tropes yeah because uh, just my personal opinion. What were things about it that you liked, though? So I really loved the. So I really loved the the bond, at least like in the beginning between uh, Kamina and uh, Simon. Oh. Like, yeah. of course, and I think that's you know obviously that's at the forefront. That's kind of like right. the, the running theme, and and you know they they really like hammered in like the, like, I don't know like this, the fighting spirit that they they embody. Uh, that's right. kind of like the running theme for the show. Also, but for... one thing I didn't realize or expect that i'd love is a lot of the side characters which uh i actually ended up liking or, or at least found more interesting than the the two main characters uh that that happens a lot with this one actually um and it's not necessarily a bad thing um it just means that they took the time to develop all of their characters whether they were minor or major oh yeah big time 
Um, also, for anybody who's listening to the podcast for the first time, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast. So if you have not seen Gurren Lagann yet and want to watch it without any spoilers, go watch that uh, anime and then come back and listen to the podcast. But if you're all down for some spoilers, uh, we're going to get into it pretty quickly here. So, um, Because yeah. I, I kind of want to address what's the big elephant in the room when it comes to this anime. The, the episode that essentially catches everyone off guard and some people refuse to talk about namely me uh which is the episode eight yeah which is which I, yeah when i was texting you about it, i was like dude it's happening is that because uh i like i said i've never watched this but i like been spoiled like by some plot points just because i see this like in a lot of like uh versus debate threads or like in like uh like other things that like reference the show so i kind of had like inklings of uh some like i guess pretty major plot points i just didn't know how they would happen so right. yeah when that was coming up i was like okay this is where this happens it was a lot sooner than i thought it was going to be though oh yeah um it definitely happens way sooner than i think anybody ever expected uh for people who are here for the spoilers you know we're talking about the death of kamina um yeah pretty much the what was kind of given to us as the main character uh when i saw it i totally bought into the fact that he was the main character and there's no way he was going to go out uh like that and uh yeah and i think that's what i like about it a lot it it subverts that expectation very well in in a proper way because the whole time when you have a moment where you're coming on he's talking to someone else all he's talking about is simon and how great simon is like he never ever says that he well he does say that he's the best he but he's but but, but he's putting on inspire and encourage others yeah but he's Not putting on a show like, like yeah, he right. when you get those moments where he's talking to like yoko and he's telling her the story of how simon's the reason why he kept pushing them forward like it wasn't the fact that he was actually brave he was terrified that they were gonna die in that cave and it was simon who pushed him forward and i love the way he says it and i and i'm telling you this now matt i haven't watched it since the last time I watched it, and I'm still going to be able to nail this to 100%. That's how many times I've seen this anime. He literally says, All I see is Simone's hunched over back, and I'll be damned if I let that back laugh at me like that. So he kept pushing forward, which pushed Simone forward. And it just, the writing was kind of on the wall that Simone was the main pro tag you were following the whole time. Because you start with him, and it ends with him. But you just, when Kamina gets introduced, you think, Okay, so he's the guy that's going to be the main character he's gonna somehow figure out how to get out of it because at for eight episodes he keeps pushing the envelope and keeps coming out on top every time until uh until you get to episode eight and they're trying to take uh uh the teplin the, i think no, it's called trying to take the, uh, no teplin's later on that's oh that's uh, right the teplin's later trying on to take that uh die gunman or well, yeah the exact like, it ends what up getting called the die gunzen uh yeah yeah but uh, they end up trying to take that ship. Uh, they're basically trying to take a battleship for, for and, them to use. And I really like how they did do the trope where Simone's in love with Yoko. He catches him and Kam uh, her and Kamina kissing right before that fight. Oh, and poor Simone. And that's why I was like, man, are you sure they want to end up together? <laughs> yeah. And it really fucks him up and it throws him off. And it kind of sets up the scene for Kamina to die. Because his unsureness about what he's doing is kind of what sets that up in a, in a roundabout way um yeah, Kamina has to way, he, yeah he's almost indirectly responsible for this that would eventually get Kamina killed uh some people say he's directly responsible because he couldn't fucking keep uh. his shit together but those are those are some harsher comments from other people on the internet that i've talked with i, I, I disagree with that oh i i do too i just i'm bringing it up because that's what some people feel like they feel like if he just didn't, if he kept his shit together, he would have, Kamina would still be alive. And, uh, but the thing I like about it is they play on that trope. They even play on the trope of Kamina dying. You know, he, you think he's dead and he gets up. They do one last combine, become Gurren Lagan. They do yep. one final Giga Drill and then he's gone. Like the way yeah. it's shot and it's the whole, that whole last five minutes is beautifully shot from, from this. Like once it's on that path, it's not trying to like be like, oh, well, maybe he'll be like. It's like, you no, know, we're we're set on this course. This is what's yeah. gonna happen. But, but exactly, it, it sets it up in such a way that like, it almost feels like uh, 
I don't know, people, like, in a, like, he, like, he's already said, okay, I'm gonna die, but I'm, like, kind of setting the groundwork for the rest of them to succeed Exactly. Here. He never stopped pushing forward, even though he knew he was not gonna make it. And the way that episode ends is beautiful to me. It ends with, uh, Simo saying, that day we lost something we will never be able to replace. And it's just the sound of rain and shots of everybody crying. And the gunman, yeah. Gurn Lagan crying with the rain and Kamina sitting in that cockpit with a smile on his face. Yep. And oh, it gives me chills talking about it. I want to cry. Like it just bro, when I say that shit hit hard, that bro, shit hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> it really did and uh I think that's one of the one of the big things that I really like about Garen Lagan. I think that makes it an excellent anime is it doesn't have his character pass and they kind of just move on from it they take i think four or five episodes of simone just uh, poking. it was like three or four i uh, it didn't it wasn't quite that long because like, oh yeah because yeah, i think on, by uh, episode 13 i think he i think that's, he, yeah well that's a little before like when they're gonna plan to uh take oh no no yeah yeah, yeah you're right um but uh it is a couple I, episodes, yeah, but uh, eventually I, it's you know it's slow, but he starts to get back up into uh, uh And I like know, how uh, you get to see how everyone else is reacting to it. It's not just Simone, it's Yoko, it's Keaton, yeah. and everyone else that's part of the team. They're all questioning who's gonna lead us now that we lost Kamina. It can't be Simone because look at what he's doing, and it's just like it's such a unfair thing for them to say about him because. Kamina has been his entire world. He lost his parents to, you know, a cave collapse when he was a child. And Simon has been like a surrogate father to him. And for him to lose him like that is crazy. And the, and also the, going back a little bit, the foreshadowing of Kamina biting it out, out in the yeah, world. When he sees his well, dad. One, when he remembers his dad and like, once they come back up to the surface and he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm finally up here, you know, I'm ready to be up here, and, up, you know, he's focused on, like, eventually finding his dad. And is it later that episode or the next episode that he sees that skeleton and realizes, oh, this is my dad? Yep, and yeah. he realized that his dad had died, and that's why he never came back. And it's it's all sorts of fucked. Man, but it's... it was so sad to me that it seems like he didn't make it that far, and that it kind of oh. just, like, kind of bummed me out, like, because it wasn't that far from where they, uh, they surfaced that he found his dad. Yeah, exactly. He didn't get very far. Uh, the gunmen must have gotten to him uh, pretty quickly. Because that's their job. They're supposed to keep everybody underground. But... Oh, man. Other that. So, I don't know how you want to tackle this. Do you want to just kind of go along episodes? Or do you want to just, like... Well, I want to... a couple points about the overall yeah. story that I really want to talk about. There's one thing I just want to finish speaking on, which is Demon and how they tackle death. And really showcasing, like the writers of the show and everything, showcasing the grieving process and what it takes sometimes to get past something like that. And I think it's yeah. absolutely uh, beautiful. I never saw it done in an anime before in this style. And it was very pretty um, grown pretty up, realistic. Because he, Simon's not just like sulking; he gets like, like he has like bouts of like, uh, like lashing out at people and like, yeah, and he like, has trying, like putting other people down because of how he's feeling. And he, like he's like, oh no, you're right. I just like obviously he's like he's got so many emotions like he's angry he's he's sad he's like, he even has a moment where he's manic and he's just like he's trying to kill every single gunman he comes across yep. he doesn't care who he hurts to do it either and that's when you get the introduction of essentially the light in his life again something that gives him something to work for which is nia right at first i was like oh this is going to be one of those characters that kind of uh the girl that like is alien robot when someone like a like I think Melfina from uh from uh, Outlaw Star or uh you know a character that I was like oh, I don't know if I'm gonna how I'm gonna feel about this character but she did grow on me and, oh yeah no she uh, her she, voice she... helped because I I like the I watched the dub uh like I said that was with you and yeah. I really uh I liked a lot of the because uh, I recognize the the dub voice actors and I didn't realize at first she was Starfire from Teen Titans Yes, she is Starfire from Teen Titans, just like how uh, the guy who voices adult Gohan was Kamina. That's oh what God, also man, that's endeared the me. The first thing was like, 
the my first impression of him was oh it's it's literally Gohan as the great salmon. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> but I uh I, I, loved I it, man. <laughs> I I love the fact that they showed like the grieving process in those episodes and how people can quickly doubt you. Even someone that, uh, like a character that I end up loving at, by the end which is Keaton, he straight up was like, "Nah, yeah. I'm going to take over. Simon can't do this." And they kind of have a right to to question him but it's also it feels really unfair to me because it's such a recent thing like you expect him to just pick up and keep going like like they told the line because they don't have like the luxury of just like sitting around like they exactly they're not really uh and that's kind of a, like a, a theme like another thing that kind of runs it like making hard decisions because you you kind of just have to do it yeah which, and you uh, have to live with those consequences if you made the wrong uh, yeah one. Like and, all the way up the top, like almost every character that it, you could say is an antagonist or, you know, just someone that is uh, in a position of power has that same decision. Yeah. It's just kind of like on a grander scale. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, uh, and it was perfectly, it comes to a perfect head when he comes out of it, of course, when they're being attacked and he comes up and he gives a ranting speech just like Kamina and says, I'm nothing like my brother, but I he's here with me in my heart and I'm going to fight you still. Like that whole speech of him floating in the air, standing on top of Lagan, just fully resolved and ready to keep moving forward was peak Gurren Lagan, in my opinion. Like the whole show also, is peak, in my opinion, but anyways yeah, it peak Gurren Lagan and also like a, a kind of a little bit unfortunately for me like maybe peak Simon there really and I mean like in that regard like I, I feel like that was like the height of where his character growth went and then it kind of just like steady it didn't go down but like I feel like it didn't really change much after that okay okay which is so. kind of one of the things that I was that I mentioned was like a nitpick of mine or, or a gripe if you will well, if we want to get into a bit of gripes, because I really don't have too much to gripe about other than, like, maybe some of the tropes that get played out, some of the things that, you know, they could have... Uh... Yeah, sure. So, there's that, like, uh, and that's kind of where I, like, why I mentioned, like, some of the out the other uh, side characters or sporting characters start to shine a bit more for me is just because of that kind of wall that I feel like they hit with uh, Simon once he gets over a uh, uh, communist death. Because he kind of just gets into like a cycle where you know he, he's you know doing his thing, tries to overcome you know whatever the obstacle is, and then like he kind of falters and gets back up to that same level again, and it kind of just like stagnates there for me, which isn't a bad thing, but it kind of uh, made me lose a little interest in like his character, like as a like a, as the protagonist of the show. Really, that's an interesting take because I I didn't feel that way at all. I thought his character just kept kind of going. I thought he and I, I for me he he embodied Kamina to the point to where that you know he literally couldn't stop and that's why like his growth continued like he didn't it didn't matter how things were gonna play out his decision was gonna be the decision he made and it wasn't just and, yeah. for him and I think that was like like I said it's a fine thing but I think like there's only so much you can go with that kind of a personality type whereas someone uh like the, the one character that I thought was the most interesting and I actually kind of a uh, uh, ended up liking the most as a uh, Rosio, Rosio, and I knew he was Rossi. gonna be your favorite. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say favorite, but definitely the one that I found the most interesting, the the most fascinating as far as like his his arc from when they found him in that uh, village with the uh, the priest, and like he kind of you know he's it sets it up like he's okay. I'm gonna be differently. You know, I'm I'm not gonna be just tied down to this uh, the. Like the habits of their their religion there and he mm. is for a while and like like all the way up until the uh, the time skip which uh spoilers again there's a uh, time skip after the uh they take over the capital of the the beastmen not, not to get and uh, then he starts to to slowly fade into the into that mold again of the the okay. thing he was trying to escape from yeah being just like uh his old uh preacher how funny then, how, how did you <laughs> like that bit where he goes to visit him and he's just like, yeah, I tried to read through this book. The it book, doesn't. Yeah, it was like, I think this was, this book was just made as a joke. Yeah, and the, this preacher's like, I can't read. I just made that shit up. And it's yeah, such like a, an allegory of just like not really dogging on religion in a, in, a, in a sense, but it's just like your faith isn't tied to something physical like paper and ink. Like, right. 
and i just i thought that was vastly like telling and i and i loved it honestly yeah i thought and it was uh was pretty good it was and i think that was kind of like the like they kind of came to terms like like it's just it, like, it doesn't matter like you know we're kind of like just living for ourselves here and at least with his character like i i really liked how uh like even though he became that mold like it he wasn't necessarily wrong and uh, you know i it, the show kind of sets him up to be like this like foreboding like whole person like you know he's making these suits like okay we we're well yeah it was kind of a, a bait and switch it was playing on that trope again like it kind of sets it up like he's actually be the the bad guy and like he's doing things that are definitely aren't like right but they are also aren't wrong no uh like, what else can you do in that situation like or he's for, trying to avoid that prophecy that uh that Lord was said was saying yeah and uh and it's like uh for people who, know, who like are the, listening the, the that don't understand really quick. sorry i don't mean to interrupt for people no, who are no, listening yeah. not seeing the show what we're talking about is after lord genome gets killed by demon before the time jump he reveals a prophecy when the human population hits what one million one million yeah um that it'll it'll be the end times essentially he's saying that they're, they're like they're doomed and that prophecy is something rasu and after the time jump is trying to avoid like any means necessary it would even going so far as to basically uh, uh implement like the system he grew up under where once they hit like they're either trying to keep the population down or keep people under the surface oh yeah and it's so crazy to see that you see Biro fighting against that and it sucks but and then i'm like but like what else are they supposed to do at least going off like what they know you know they, they don't know everything what's gonna happen so like like what else would you do in that situation? Right. So that that's kind of like why his character uh, appealed a lot to me. Like, also that he's in this position, like that he has to make these decisions, and like he's gonna be like vilified, like by us the viewers. Like, uh, whereas in, within the show, you know, they they see uh, Simon as like the the villain for causing, like for bringing like the oh yeah, especially the, the people in the them. in the city are just like, why did you bring this down on us? They got so like I love how they showed that dynamic of people getting so comfortable with their new lives that oh, they don't quickly too yeah so and quickly like, they, they almost forgot who the one who were the ones that like gave them that freedom like it was like simon and the rest of them like but they, yeah. they're so quick to turn on them that it's well, like well are you guys even worth saving <laughs> yeah because because it now that now that it's it's hard times they they don't want to be part of it you know you, you hear the term fair weather friends you know you're those yeah. people that aren't around for when you're struggling but will show up when you're doing great like that's exactly how unfortunately majority of civilizations have typically worked in history and i thought that was a great showcase in and all things in anime <laughs> for them to show well, how like, quickly that the hounds will turn on you once they're not getting what they want like going off of like if you just say you just look at the the poster for Grand Logan, you're like, okay, oh, it's gonna be like a thing about love, like mech battles, like space battles, but it becomes a like a lot more than that. Like once they they set they they once they get their uh, first uh, mission accomplished of you know taking over the, the the capital and like letting everyone out on the surface, it's like okay, great, it's gonna be all like sunshine and rainbows now. But no, it is far from that. Yeah. So that's something about the show that I really liked. Uh, how they deal with the consequences of like winning a war like freeing your people and okay and now what like, well that you've set up the civilization and that's like, why uh i say that there's a lot of m media out there that i don't enjoy 100 percent because they don't stick to the rules of their world and oddly yeah. enough gurn lagan even though it's very hype and very over the top and ridiculous with some of the stuff that happens in it it still sticks to the rules of the world yeah, entirely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that stuff like almost took like a like it was. I really enjoyed like the spectacle of it, but like definitely the that that inter like period between uh, between them taking the capital and before the anti spiral really makes a an appearance. Like all the uh, like the societal like implications of things are like what I thought that was the most interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, to answer one of your questions you asked me the other day. Um, because it it gets barely touched on in the anime, and I think they touch oh, on it. in the morning. Yeah, because beastmen go into hibernation essentially. They can't. That's weird. They, they didn't. They they, didn't they can't reproduce. They can't reproduce. Oh, it's mentioned in one of okay, uh, Lord Genome's. Uh, yeah, Lord Genome's talking with somebody, and I think it's with Vero. He's asking, "Why did you make us so flawed?" And he's like, "I made you this way because." 
this is the only thing I need you to do, which is keep humans from coming out. So you only work during the day because you have to come back and essentially hibernate and you will not be able to reproduce so I can completely control you and create y'all. Okay, then that that's that was part of that. I see. Yeah. The the thing about like that, that actual little thing about like why they attacked it, I, I didn't get that, that was part of it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was part of that conversation. And it, it, it gets lost in, in, in that a little bit. It's very quickly touched on. So if you're really not paying attention to like the subtle conversations, it can be missed easily. So I don't blame yeah. you for that. But uh, that's why. And that's why. Uh, what was they going to get at? That's why I think it, uh, it's it's so uh, it's so beautiful the way how they tackle everything. Like even realizing that L Lord Genome wasn't inherently a uh, a bad guy; he was just a broken oh, man. Oh, right. And that's what I was kind of uh, mentioning a, a bit ago with uh, like the the priest and like you know they're them trying to call the population to to keep it within. Like he could basically do that on a on a grander scale. Keeping yeah. the human population down to keep the that anti-spiral nemesis from uh, coming, which is another thing that reminded me of a, a Kirby game of all things. Because there's a one of the Kirby games involves King Dedede uh -huh. uh, sealing the star rod to keep people from uh, dreaming because there's like this great nightmare that will come if they're uh, like if their dreams are allowed to continue. So he's like set up to be the bad guy in that, but really he was just trying to protect everyone from this uh, outside menace. Which is well, like that's literally a Kirby game. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of went about it the wrong way. Like, you didn't have to do that to people. But at the same time, when you find out that he was the first to go after the Anti-Sparrow and how badly he lost and everybody he lost doing that, uh, I don't blame him for that being kind of what he resorted to. Because right. as a, like, I, I, I can't put myself in his shoes and never understand what it's like to have that kind of weight on your shoulders, even for a fictional character in an anime. But his decisions, I get it. I don't agree with it still. But I get why he did what he he thought was best to save right. humanity, and that's kind of like like I said that was I felt like that was the other underlying theme of of the show at least with the uh, the other characters like weighing decisions like hey like this is like a really like shitty thing to do, but what else can I do? What did you uh, speaking of minor characters? What did you think of Beam Spam McMuppet? Wait, what? Beam, Beam Spam McMuppet, the Artenborough, the guy who just spams the oh, gun God. button. I hated that guy. <laughs> he was so freaking annoying. He could give uh, what's his name a run for his money from Demon Slayer. Oh, Zenitsu. Oh God, I I was like weighing like who do I hate more, Zenitsu or this guy? Like he <laughs> was funny. so freaking annoying. I every time he was on, I was like fire, fire, fire. I was like, oh my God, dude, just give it a rest. Yeah, I, I actually I actually find him pretty funny. Him. That's just me. Uh, that's why some people like okay we both didn't like zenitsu but i think that's why some people like zenitsu because of that over the topness yeah I yeah I, guess I don't like it in any kind of character and that's understandable that's perfectly fine um i just had to ask because online when gurn Lagan came out that's what he was called he was called beam spam mcmuppet oh, i hated his look too that didn't help because he, he looked like a muppet nose and freaking puffy blonde hair and stupid glasses oh, i hate yeah. that guy <laughs> and I was hoping he'd be that one of the ones that died, not those other guys. I'd so, swap him out for for Keaton. Oh man, so we'll we'll get to that. Um, do you? I, I also I'm like how it's here just because I just finished it, and my mind's like running with everything that I. Oh yeah, no, I know. I watched, a, I watched like the last half of this within the last like day and a half, so that's that's kind of why I'm like all over the place. No, you're good. You know, you're 100 percent good. You're you're exactly how I thought you would be after watching this. Anime. <laughs> My energy is like spiraling right now. Eh? Get it? Eh? Get it? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I really like, like you had said it earlier that Ross, you kind of get set up to be kind of like a villain, and it's just the way it's framed, the way it's shot. It seems like it's that way, but the entire time there's this underlining tone that Simon gets it, which is why he doesn't argue with him. When he goes out to save the city and ends up blowing up half the city trying to take out the anti-spiral, there are consequences for that, and Simon gets it. That's why he exactly. turned himself. Like, and you have that thing where, like the, the you know the protagonist just goes he, out, fights, and like you know there's all this glory and stuff. But like, I they really have everyone else to deal with the fallout of of like I his really or don't his like though that Rossiu just didn't take a moment to pull the original team aside and be like, hey, we have to do something about this. This is the only course of action. Like, he just kind of says, fuck y'all, this is how it's going to happen. There are consequences. Yeah. 
Like, I wish... And I think at that point, like, he's too, like, in his own head that, like, things have to be done a certain way, and, like, I, I guess he doesn't want any, uh, like, blowback to, to uh, you know, get in the way of his decisions, which yeah. isn't right. I, that, like, I just see, I think that's where he's probably coming from as, like, yeah, why I, he's kind of just going, like, headstrong in a decision like that. And then Keenone backing him up entirely on that pissed me off, too. Man, did I start to not like her, how quickly she's behind him. But she was... She was the character to remind the audience that, hey, his job is not easy. He's making these decisions not because he wants to, but because he has to. Yeah, something mean, has to be done. And she kind of is the vocal point for that because he's not saying anything, which is what really annoyed me with his character. Um, how did you yeah, feel? Wasn't, it wasn't cut out to be Hokage. <laughs> oh, no, I think he's still cut out to be Hokage. Um, I just don't think he wanted. Well, I mean, he didn't seem to enjoy like that kind of like he was like a, a warrior through and through like even he himself was like you know th th it wasn't his place like the or at least not that environment you know sitting at the office like with a bunch of paperwork and stuff which is like where the where it opens up after the time skip yeah. so that part i i uh i can see you know what like it not jiving with him yeah you know because he's a warrior like it's that simple right. but i yeah, i, I, I didn't know Kage as in like i meant like like doing the paper oh yeah like being a lead, being an actual leader like, yeah that's yeah not, like that's definitely not his his calling which well, that's something that i feel like fits uh Razio more yeah but at the same time like there's also this weird disconnect because they've been so long out of combat that Rossio and i think simone just don't trust each other in that yeah, whole thing yeah they definitely have, and they like, don't they don't take apart, a moment like, to really talk and like, hey, this like, I understand that we can't just go headlong into this, but people are dying, and we need to get this taken care of. Like, yeah, because more people would have died if they did nothing. The spectrum, yeah, where like, like it's Simon's like, uh, like rationalness, or you know, and like the uh, like going straight along the battle versus uh, uh, Rosie's like kind of like reservation. Like, yeah, they need to plan it out, and they shouldn't rush into it. But like, there's they need to come to, like some kind of like happy medium there, or they should have like is the i think the thing that kind of gets thrown in there yeah no i definitely agree there should have been some sort of happy medium that they could have i feel like they could have reached if they uh they just took a moment that just kind of just breathe you know yeah and i guess that's kind of like like during that peace time they, they kind of like grew apart in like separate ways there like and they they couldn't exactly see eye to eye like at that point you know until they kind of uh uh make up a bit later on yeah and it's just, uh, I don't know. It just, it, it is a, they, they did it right because nothing in life is ever simple. And that whole situation is not simple to tackle. So yeah, nobody's exactly. in, inherently, entirely right. And nobody's entirely wrong. You know, I, I think I really like the ambiguousness of like people's decisions in this. And that's, that was like, really like, a, uh, I really enjoyed that about the series. Like there's no, there's no clear-cut right answer. You know, either they, they like are like they make their own uh like have you know like they basically how they've been doing like they're just like okay we'll make the impossible possible, or just you know like there's like no middle ground there. Yeah, but I enjoy that. Like I, I like that it was it was that kind of gray and no uh and no like okay it just has to be this one way. So, I want you to watch. I need. I want you to watch the movies whenever you get a chance to i want to get together and watch them like what that, what's different about those uh, uh there's a lot different actually the uh there the fight that happens in uh the first part of this season where they're fighting the generals all happens at once all three of them show up together instead of um, oh that's interesting and yoko gets this badass fight scene against adine where she uh huh. she, she actually goes hand to hand with her for a bit and like Adine like cuts her top off, of course, because of the fan service. And uh, Yoko, in that moment of almost yeah. getting sliced through the chest, pulls a gun out of her hair because that's what was holding her hair up, and that's fires awesome. at her. Like it, dude. Yoko is a badass of a fucking character. Like she is kind of the 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 fan service sex appeal, and I kind of hate it when they really lean on it. That's one of that's yeah, no, that's definitely that was a, like a small nip. It was like every time, every time she comes on screen, like her boobs have to bounce. Yeah, every single time. And I was like, okay, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to, dude. Her costume in the movie is even worse. Um, mm. She gets a galactic costume in the movie, and it's it's wholly ridiculous and purely for fan service, and I hate it. But uh, that's one big difference. Um, 
I won't get into all of them just because I want you to see the movies because they're really good in their own right. Uh, but the other thing that uh, did you see that coming with uh, Dayaka and uh, getting with uh, Keo? Oh, with one of the sisters? No, I didn't. Yeah. That was kind of an interesting little. Uh, yeah, and you see, happened. and you see that like he's got this little family now, and then Makin and what's her name? Ah, uh, fuck, what's his? What's her name? The mechanic on the ship the uh, blonde girl uh oh, I, I i know who you're talking about I, I cannot recall her name right now let me see I'm, I'm gonna pull it up because uh, that's the only thing i'm failing on uh, oh it's uh, keo is her name in Dayaka. Yeah, there we go yep and then there's a uh, late uh lady but late lady yeah lady uh yeah. her and Makin get together and i thought that was fucking great because Makin is another yeah. side character that I liked his design. That little, that little uh, short, like kind of bald guy. Yeah, he's like, like he's like a samurai, and like his. Oh, his... Yeah, he was right. I, I feel like they didn't give enough to him though. Like when he died, like I was like, I was like, well, I'm sad for the character, but I didn't. I feel like we didn't really get him to get to know him enough to. Yeah. Feel that much of a. But a uh, impact. I, not to be all over the place, but getting back to Rossiu, Rossiu's whole thing comes to a head when he. You know, gets everybody he can on the ship to try to take him into space. And the anti-spiral reveal, hey man, you're fucking doomed. We're going to kill you no matter where you're at. And then Simone, being Simone, escapes from jail for the help of Yoko coming back from being a school teacher, of all things. Right. Uh, and ends up, I don't know if you saw this coming, as, ends up asking Viral to be his co-pilot. His enemy. I I feel like I, I knew like Vero would come back in some way. I wasn't sure how exactly that would play out, but like I was like, this isn't the end of Vero. Like whenever they had to storm the uh, the capital. Oh yeah, because yeah, I didn't know if, how they were gonna use him. If you uh, pay attention, him and Kamina are very similar, actually. Vero and Kamina. So it, it it kind of I didn't see it coming when I saw it back in '09, and I thought it was amazing that Vero joined the team because he does the same thing. He ends up giving. A long ranting speech just like Kamina did before like that's the thing that carries forward is that drive that fighting spirit um right and, and they push back the anti-spiral they save everybody and Rossiu questions every single decision he's made up until that point to the point I mean, to where he tries to, the to commit where he's ready yeah he's ready to just off himself and uh it's another difference from the movie I wish that they didn't change personally because in the show Simone shows up and fucking belts him one hard, calling back to when right. he got yeah. hit. You know, tells him to grit those teeth and knocks him the fuck down. And says like, bro, you did what you thought was best. Even though everyone told you that it was the wrong decision, you still push forward. There's something inherently great about that. Because not everybody is going to understand where you see things from in real life. You know, you can explain yeah. it all you want and nobody's really going to understand. Only you do. You need to have the resolve to be able to make the right decisions and not bend to the will of others. I mean, there are some, there are definitely big exceptions to that because, you know, you have to listen to, you know, your close friends, your peers who are trying to help you out. But right, in right. in a moment like that, where it's a life or death situation, saving few, uh, some lives is better than not saving any. I, right, I, and that's the, that's the thing where I, like, I, I was coming from, it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's a super tough choice and it's not a, it's not a good one, but it's also like, there's not really going to be a, like a right or wrong. It's just something you have to do. Right. And uh, in the movie, instead of it being Simone, it's Keon. She walks up to him and just like bitch slaps the fuck out of him, which I thought was very much less epic. But it's. Uh, yeah, she was there with Simone. Like they both went there in the show. But yeah, yeah it was Simone the one that was. Uh, that she ends up being the one to do it in the movie and gives him this whole shit about like, you know, you're not the only one that uh, or you're not the only one that matters you matter to me and blah 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 stuff like that and i like i like the small yeah. moment they have i don't know if it's in the anime or if it's just in the movie but she's sitting on rasu's lap and he says she's heavy and she's like i'm sorry i'll get off and he's like no stay i want to know what the weight of one human soul feels like and that and was like just <laughs> yeah it is kind of a jerk thing to say but it's so prolific because he he had to like he yeah. realizes that he didn't consider how much a human life was worth it's very profound yeah yeah and uh i love i, I just the, the little things this anime does i think is fantastic like that 
um we jump forward uh let's jump forward a little bit and we get into them fighting the anti-spiral and like finding the real moon going out there m turning the moon base into a fucking gunman because or to it into oh. their ship because of course why not that was cool and so here's another one of my kind of uh nitpicks and like all, all the sequences are cool but at that point i was starting to get a little exhausted with how many like big like like huge space battles were happening like, it was like one yeah. after there was uh, i kind of missed like the at the beginning of the series where it was like the smaller scope like on ground battles like sure the stakes weren't as high but it felt more personal like by that point yeah yeah like i felt like it, it was a, just a little more on the side of spectacle rather than substance to, to me anyway gotcha gotcha well i mean and i'm gonna say this in defense of the anime there's so much substance already in it that the last like what seven episodes i think they're allowed to just make it more of a spectacle than anything in my opinion i thought it was great sure. i it, i thought it was hype as fuck i was on the train and i was steamrolling ahead when i saw it like i, I was all I, for yeah, it i i i nothing against it i just like okay like we just had a big battle okay time for another big battle okay another big battle so and all in space all like uh you know we'll, we'll get into another bigger uh uh gunman here and i i thought it was cool but i was definitely starting to get like okay let's i just want to get to like the the like either like the, the huge like the last set piece or just some more uh like story on here yeah and i think part of that is on me like and, and listen to the show like if i had seen this a while ago i think it would have been a little more uh like had more of an impact like it did with you but I, i've played like a lot of stuff and like watched like a lot of other things that kind of already have like a lot of those like huge like epic set piece battles that mm -hmm. i think i kind of like i'm already kind of a like crashed out on, on a lot of those so i think it gotcha. would have been more hype had i seen it earlier in my life probably uh that could be that definitely sounds like it would be a factor that's more on me for like not having seen this earlier so that i i don't really hold it against the show so much as like i've just seen a lot of that and you know and this was good too. like it was it's all good i don't really mm. have anything to, like bad about it but yeah that's just i've seen it like a, a bunch of times at this point right and it's funny because a lot of what media does now with doing big epics things like that i feel like has been inspired by gurd and the gun because at the time they were the only ones that really went that fucking big at like, all if i had seen this like first i would have thought the uh that last scene in the uh, freaking avengers would have like come off as like uh like small potatoes compared to that oh yeah no the the in uh like talking about endgame that final fight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's nothing compared to gurren Lagan's final fight Irish, they're literally throwing okay i mean that the very last battle was like was epic like them throwing freaking uh galaxies, galaxies at each other yeah dude using, like mini big bang attacks <laughs> dude yeah they were like destroying was, people's was realities cool. and shit and just like yes hurling them at each other like good lord <laughs> i could get behind that like that like at that last battle and then yeah i, I was all in again there what it was more like the uh like the space combat you know you have like all these drones like kind of fighting oh it, it reminded yeah, me yeah. a lot of like a like a gundam wing or something which i enjoyed those too but i'd already seen that before yeah yeah no i i, I will agree that the, those scenes are not as great as like the really over the top stuff you get later yeah, um yeah but what did you think about them being put in that temporal uh life where their perfect the life infinite is Tsukiyomi? yeah the infinite Tsukiyomi. <laughs> yeah essentially yeah, it's what it came first uh, before that but uh it was interesting uh, uh again like uh, I, I saw okay, i watched naruto before this so i had already seen that we watched demon slayer where they had that with that on the freaking dream train thing yeah yeah but and this so you know it's uh it's really more me having come to this a little later that I, I feel like it lost a little of the um like the intrigue or impact so that's kind of a like, it so, was cool i think it was an interesting secret they, the part with Vero was where i was like oh man his like, his he, he wanted to like a, to live like a normal life like have a family but he'll never get that he will never get that and that's what makes that it was, so tragic that, that was hard. his perfect was like, life yeah and that hit hard because that's all he wanted is something that simple as a wife and a child and just to live like god damn man that the, such a simple thing hits home so hard when you realize that yes. he could never have that um, how did you feel about Kamina coming back to save them all? Because that's actually Kamina. Okay, that was I wasn't asked if was that just Simon like in no, the no. head or was that, that was Kamina done? coming through the astral planes and coming back to save them because in that part of world of the the 
of that area, anything can happen. All things are oh, possible. So right. he showed up. He actually showed up and pulled everybody out one last time. Yeah, then that, that, that I really enjoyed just seeing him again. Like even if it was just for that little bit. Even when he's like, "You really gonna follow that guy?" and he's pointing at his like really oh, shitty that, version. Oh, that, that fake comment that's like, "Please, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> and it just. And by this point, half the like, everybody I think has like died at this point. To to. But yeah, everyone that that was the like they sacrificed the like to get like to, to where get they there. were. Which will rewind back a little bit uh, when they get caught in the anti-gravity field or the anti-spiral field and they get sucked into it like it's liquid in space. Yeah, yeah, and, like that ocean kind of thing, right? And Keaton decides to say, "Hey, the only ship that can get to that device and break it is get the King Keaton." Yeah. How did you feel about him finally tapping into his spiral power to do one final yeah, giga drill? Like, because you see it in his eyes too, where like uh, like his friggin' like irises are like spiral, and then like they start glowing. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's so. It seems like not either not everyone can do it, or like someone they really need like a huge push to do it, right? Yeah. Like, is it is everyone capable of it? But they just like everyone, I believe, is capable of it. It's just a matter of you if you can get to it, if you could tap into it. And for Keaton, it it took a life or death situation where his friends were on the line for him to <sighs> tap he, into it. He, I was like, okay, I knew he was gonna go off to die, but I was like, man, that could have been like a second. Uh, a second love for Yoko if he had lived, but if that wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and that's the that's the tragic part about it is he 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 does one selfish thing for himself because he knows he's gonna die, and and she was all for it. And as soon as he's gone, she's in fucking. The first thing you see is her in shambles. She's in shambles over it, and it's just like fuck. Yep. But like, just all the these guys keep dying on me. <laughs> I just like how he's like, I'm not gonna give any cheesy speech, and then proceeds to give a cheesy speech. Yeah, cheesy speech. This yeah. is. This is, you know, my team's soul. Hell, this is my soul. Who the hell do you think we are? And does it, man? Just like, oh, man. fuck. Yeah, that, that part really got to me. Too. Like, a Keaton sacrifice was like, hit hard there. And, and then Kamina coming back right after that and pulling them out of the... The, the, right, yeah, the, that it was right after that when he started pulling them out of the uh, yeah. big dream sequence. I will tell you this much. The second movie is definitely worth the watch because the whole final fight scene is completely different. Everyone gets a moment to just thrash the anti-spiral. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 if you can hang on to watching it so I can come over and watch it with you, I will gladly bring the movies because sure. <laughs> I have them. Cause, uh, yeah, I'm not no rush. Because, yeah, like, it's so good. It's so good. It'd be, like, a four-hour watch to watch both of them, but <laughs> I think we could squeeze it into into one of these days soon. But uh, I, I, I think it happens in this show where Dayaka, like, hooks the anti-spiral with the ship and starts throwing them around. Yes. Or no. I, wait, no. No, that didn't happen. Okay, so one I of the things... The movie. It's in the movie... I'll, I'll give you this much. Daika is like in his own ship. Like his, they all get their own personalized gunman that is like Gurren Lagann, and his yeah. is the ship, just more advanced. And he hooks the guy and starts spinning him around through space and time, and says, "This is for like a, uh, this is I have the best wife in the world." Spin and fucking chucks him across galaxies, and you can his wife sees and hears it, and it's the most adorable thing, man. Because she's at home, they're trying to survive. He's trying to fight for his wife. It's just such a cute moment for a minor character that I love that they put into the movie, and that's part of the reason why you should definitely watch the movie. Yeah, and, I definitely have to check both those out. Well, we can check them out, yeah. But I love the fact that Kamina came back, brought them out of it. They go and fight the anti-spiral, and Simone fucking puts an end to it all. And for everybody who is been listening and hasn't seen the, sh the show very early no on what the heck we're talking about very early on into fighting the anti-spiral it is revealed that not only is his wife or to be wife nia um, to, a, a creation of the anti-spiral she will disappear if they get rid of the anti-spiral and he still presses on with her behind him to defeat them and they destroy the anti-spiral homeworld and the anti-spiral 
Man, so that, yeah, I wasn't asking you about that, too. So she's just gone, right? She's gone. Man, that sucks. Like, uh, I was like, did, did she actually gone or did she become like... No, she's gone. I don't know, like go back into the, the ether or something. That's kind of what happened like at the end of uh, Samurai Jack. Did you watch the, the final season of that? Yes. Oh, dude. Oh, why did you have to remind me of Samurai Jack? God damn it. Oh, man, that hurts. That's literally what happened. Yeah, no, it Samurai is. Samurai Jack uh, was inspired, like that, that scene was inspired by this. Uh, by oh, dude, of, yeah. Uh, the, everybody I have gotten to watch his anime when they've gotten to the end have all asked me why, why it all seems worthless if she's not there. And I was like, that's the point. It's not about just him and her. It's all, it's about the bigger picture. He did it to save everybody else. And it, it's kind of fucked up because it's like, what is one life, even if artificial compared to the rest of humanity, of the galaxy, the universe. Yeah. And he understood that, and she did too, which is why they did what they did. And uh, pretty it's, crazy. It's such a bittersweet ending, and I love it. Yeah. So okay, like if on the subject of the ending, and we'll kind of just jump around here. Why did they all look so old? Uh, there's like another time jump that happens. Well, yeah, it was only twenty years though, and they were all in their twenty. They looked like they were like pushing like seventy, but they should be like in their forties. Uh, or is it just like some kind of like I don't know artistic choice? It might have been just an artistic choice just to show that they're older. Also, this was back in two thousand and there was some kind of like I don't know residual effect from like being in like interdimensional space or something. I, not that I don't think it explained anything like that, but that was like maybe my, like, that could that also been it too. Like there's the freaking uh, Steam One was like looked like he was like dragon like skin. Okay, not that bad, but like definitely not like the the appearance of like someone that probably be like in their mid forties. No, he looked like he was mid fifties at least. Yeah, like sixty almost. Because uh, Yoko old, looked like she was, was like sixty. <laughs> I know for real. How old were, uh, was Simon at the start of the series? Do you know? I think he was twelve, uh, thirteen. Okay, so then that, that, that twelve or thirteen. There's a seven year jump, and then he became twenty. So yeah, he could be like right at forty. He's either 40, 45, and yeah, they, I think it was more of an artistic choice just to show that time has passed on. But I love the fact that they show. Dimi and Gari taking Gurren Lagann. Oh my god. Uh, Dimi, wait, who, which is the orange-haired kid? Uh, the orange that's, that's the boy, right? That's Dimi or is that Gari? Uh, that Gimme, I'm sorry. His Gimme. Gimme. He freaking looks like, okay, either like he would be Gene Starwin or Gene Starwin's dad. And I was like, oh my god, is this like a subtle prequel to Outlaw? Oh, <laughs> dude, don't even get me started. I fucking, that's the first thing I thought too. Because I don't know if you noticed, he has a red star on his jacket. Oh my god! <laughs> he has a red star on his jacket at the that end was of the. Literally, my, my first thought like this is like a, a stealth prequel to Outlaw Star. Dude, that would have been fucking amazing. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's my headcanon from now. Like this is like <laughs> the that's one of the branching paths here, and that's he he's Gene Starwin's dad, and then he goes into space, and that's what happens. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, another I I don't know, man. The anime just I I thought ended well. They show that the future is bright. Simon's still around. He's just bombing it. You know, he's just traveling, doing his own thing. And I, yeah, and I, I, I kind of get why you wanted him and Yoko to get together. But honestly, I don't think it would have ever. Uh, that changed. Like I, 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 I got over that once. Uh, like a little more time passed. I, I just felt bad for him. Just yeah. Well, yeah, because you feel bad because like the the girl that ended up being the love of his life, he ended up losing to save the rest of the world, and it just doesn't well, seem yeah, I... fair. But you, and I think that's why they did that that other, that third time jump for a quick second is to show you that he's not only happy but or content, but he's happy, like going about his life, still helping people. Yeah, and you see Viral, he's the commander of the whole space battalion now, and it's amazing. Like, he will live forever and be able to tell these stories forever because he was there. You know? I, I mean, that's that's kind of what the... I mean, it wasn't for the same intent, but, like, I mean, like, like he kind of fulfilled, like, the the Spiral King's, uh, like, use for him as being a storyteller. I, yeah, who and honestly, man, who knows? That might have been Lord Genome's true intention the whole time. He definitely, I mean, that's like, on his character, like him being this like big, like uh, ominous figure that kind of like turns and beca like, becomes basically a part of the, the team Gurren. 
Yeah. Dagger and. Yeah, man, it was just I, like I really liked all a lot of the, uh, the uh, development of the the characters. Like I said, more so the side characters. I can kind of understand why you feel like Simon kind of came to a. Uh... To a stall, I can understand that. And maybe he didn't have to grow anymore, but I guess that that's kind of like where, um, like, to me, like it just felt like okay, like that. I kind of like, like well, the, it, it, that also kind the of focus F- on him is kind of lost on on me, and that's why I kind of gravitated towards the the side characters that were being, uh, yeah, uh, being followed. And to me, I think that was kind of maybe that might have been the point. Like he's getting out of the way of the generation that's supposed to come next because. If- days he's just gonna get in the way like he was already getting yeah, I mean, in the way he says it himself like he's he's digging the tunnels for others to follow yeah like and it's just dude the show the themes in the show are so beautifully taken care of everything that they touch on like you know making a life for the generations to come that the power of love will always conquer never be afraid to push for what you believe in and never let the what is could have should have's stop you from being in the present and moving forward like yeah there's so many powerful messages in Gurren Lagan that you could take from it no matter how many times you decide to come back and revisit which is why I always revisit yeah the this anime. is definitely one I'm I, like with a little bit of time I'm looking forward to uh to rewatch again and like pick up on like other things that I might have missed oh dude it's I I'm glad you liked it. I was actually really worried that you were gonna come out of it with a completely. Oh, really? Yeah, I was worried you were gonna come out with a completely different opinion and be like, "Eh, it's all no, right." No, I, that's kind of like why the the points that that I wasn't big on like stuck out with me because I really enjoyed like like the the whole of it. You know, like I I liked all of it. So like you know, whenever there's like other little details that like gripe me, like it it, it sticks with me more. Like, ah, oh, well, I would have loved it even more if it had done this or if it had done this way. But no, I I really loved it. Uh, I. I'm looking forward to rewatching it again. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to trying to get together to watch the movies because I really do want to get together with y'all. Just not only just to get together, but also because this is a movie I would love to just sit down and watch. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, like <laughs> that's Gurren Lagan, folks. Uh, do you got anything else you got to put onto it, Matt? Anything else you got to say? No, I mean, that that conversation really spiraled out of control for a bit, but I, I think we <laughs> We got back into the cockpit of, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Seriously, man, who do you think I am? You got to believe in the me that believes in you, all right? And if you can't do that, believe in the you that believes in <laughs> me, that believes in you. And if you can't do that, believe in the you that believes in you, God damn it! Believe it. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong enemy. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hated that so much about the dub of Naruto. I thought it was okay. Well, well, so that's gonna be another thing. We, man, we have a lot of uh, dissenting opinions on Naruto. I feel. Oh like. yeah, that's but, uh, gonna be a fun one. But yeah, guys, thank you all for joining us for this episode. This was our take on Gurren Lagann. Obviously, we definitely enjoyed it. Uh, would you say that it lives up to the hype? Matt? Oh yeah, that it does, and and then some. Uh, not just in the uh, over the topness, but like all the other like underlying like things and themes that. Run and the now show you that, that you understand. Yeah, now you understand why I always talk about it. Like yes. <laughs> why now you, you understand? Scratch that off the the bucket list of like Matt, you gotta watch the show. And I'm yeah, like, oh, now I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> right, but yeah, no. Um... It, it it for me it's it, it i agree it definitely lives up to the hype it's over it i still would rate this anime a 10 out of 10 this would be a must watch for me for anybody who's an avid anime fan and wants something really good to fucking dig their teeth into and it just like all amazing animes it only has one season yeah i i think it would have been cool like if they had split up the like the pre-time skip and the four is like two seasons but I, I think it still worked out the way it did like it, it, oh, yeah. it worked out well definitely but uh again guys thank you all for joining us this week on this episode of chat hazard if uh y'all have any questions or concerns y'all know where to reach us we're at uh our twitter handles uh chat hazard and we also have our subreddit that's at chat hazard and if you have any topics or suggestions or you feel like you want to be on the podcast and we can make it happen you can reach us at our email at chat. Uh, what was it? Chat hazard podcast. Uh, at, at, yeah. Chat hazard podcast at gmail.com or just spam hey. us. I don't even care. I, I just want to see a, a new message in that email. box. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> We're just waiting. We're waiting for it. 
And if you guys also don't mind, if you made it this far, wherever you're catching our podcast, please give us a five-star review so it puts us in front of more ears. That'd be fantastic because we're yes. doing this for the fun of it, but we also want people, more people to hear us and more people to engage because it makes it more that much more entertaining for us as well. So, yeah, we need strangers telling us we suck. Or else exactly. We we <laughs> but yeah, tune in next week and we will catch you all on the next episode of Chet Hazard. Peace. See ya.